This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Tonight, my grace is to speak on business. Uh, God has called me into ministry via the door of business. Um, we were born in poverty and uh, had no business acumen and neither any heritage of business. Uh, and in somehow, uh, miraculously and supernaturally, uh, God took us via the, the business grapevine. And, uh, and from there, we were allowed to learn some of the biblical principles. I've studied the word of God. And having studied the word of God, I realized that poverty was not God's plan for us. And that if we seek his counsel, obey his word, and follow the counsel of his word, and the blessing of God will unfold in a greater measure within our lives. And for tonight, I want to focus on how can you lead in business. And uh, many of us step into business through employment, meaning you come into the marketplace in the market sector, you are offered a job, you supply your labor, your expertise, your commitment, or your loyalty uh, at a price which is called wages. But we know that wages is limited. It cannot fund vision. It cannot deal with all of the financial responsibilities that you might have. And so if you are loyal, a good and a faithful servant, and for some reason through serving, you do increase in capacity and through learning, and you then be allowed greater responsibilities. And God then ultimately opens a door for you to, uh, on bigger platforms, step into the business arena. And for those of us that have been in business for quite a while, there are some dangers and some orange lights and heats, uh, heat calls that we need to adhere to, and also even red lights. If we are going to successfully transcend and be effective and effective witness and become an effective ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ within the market sector and in the marketplace and in the business world. And if you are going to lead within business, allow me to, to start off with this tonight, is that old mindsets will not work. Meaning what has maybe worked before Corona might not work that well after Corona. And Corona seems to have come upon us and pressed a reset button. And I will speak a little bit later about the importance of that reset button. And I believe all of us in some way or the other will forcefully have to press that reset button because the old mindset will have to go. The world is changing and the church cannot be left behind. The world is changing and the Christian businessman does not necessarily have to change with the world in terms of worldly systems and in terms of worldly behavior and in terms of worldly values. But it is important that we are the light of the world. And if we are the carriers of the light, then we need to walk way ahead and pioneer and introduce. And so old mindsets will not work. One of the things that I've also learned in Corona is that old habits will not work. So I'm coming out of Corona, coming out of a famine, a time of famine. I'm coming out of a crisis, but I'm coming out with a new mindset, knowing that the old mindsets will not work and the old habits will not work. And then also I have discovered within my life, there are limitations that must be broken now. The limitations that was 
upon my personal life or, or the bloodline of the Liberty clan that must be broken by the renewed mind that we have in finding Christ Jesus. And then there's also a pioneering spirit. If you are going to lead, you need, and if you are going to lead and show forth a new standard and raise the bar to a new level of excellence, then most certainly we must also pioneer. And the, believe me that right now, the harvest is white ready for harvest. Never before has the harvest been so ready for a move of God as in the marketplace, as people's fears and what they have believed in did not work, what they have trusted before has failed them, and what they have believed to be the answer has now become the problem. And now the opportunity is there that those that be strong, those that be bold, those that have their confidence within God, those that can hear from God will be able to come forth with new pioneering spirit and to break the old limitations. And I also believe that God will help us that we may have an enlarged capacity. Remember when Jesus uh, spoke about the parable of his, of, of, of his kingdom, he gave unto the one, uh, one and the other one two, the other one five. And then the Bible made it clear he gave it as according to the capacity that they had. And I believe the time is now that we would come into a place of enlarged capacity. That which we used to call big will be small. And that which we used to uh, uh, believe to be uh, 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 an awesome flood or intake will be minor and small to the new that what God has in store for you. And there is something else that we need to deal with now in the season. And I personally had to challenge myself concerning this. And that is my fears. Because I cannot step into the new that God has for me being controlled by the spirit of fear. I need to have the faith and the confidence that God's going to work it out no matter what. So whether the rand is going to plummet, whether there'll be the headlines will still read corruption, whether there is a, a less confidence within the economy of South Africa, we need to have the confidence that God's economy will still work, that the word will still work. We need to have the confidence that Jesus, the name of Jesus, is still stronger and greater than Corona, that Corona is not the Alpha and Omega, that God is the Alpha and Omega, and my trust is in God, that God will work it out on my behalf. I want to remind you that the harvest is white ready for salvation. You'll be amazed at how many people, because they cannot sleep at night, and because what they have believed and trusted before does not work, they have resisted the gospel before. But right now they are ready. And God has placed you within the marketplace so that you may be the Bible that they can read. And the way that you conduct yourself within the business sector and conduct yourself within your business transactions will be a testimony from the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Unto them it will be a lifeline that they can know Jesus Christ Christ as Lord and Savior. And that's the reason you have become the light, the salt, and the answer to every situation that they are facing, that the world is facing. So I believe there's a great revival waiting in the marketplace. I'm also believing there's great provision and great wealth within the marketplace. And I'm also believing that the marketplace is a place of great miracles to take place. 
what used to take 10 years is now going to take place within a year. And what used to take place within a year is going to take place within a day because there is something that is happening concerning acceleration. Though there was a delay, though there was a pause, though there was a hold, though there was a season that it seems to be winter was longer than what we couldn't anticipate. I'm here to announce that when this is over and soon, within a matter of a few days and months, this will soon be over. But then out of the closet, the army of the Lord will arise and they will arise within the marketplace with answers that comes from heaven, with ideas that comes from heaven, with solutions that comes from heaven. And so I want to encourage every businessman, this is not a time to think small. This is also not a time to focus on what is the problem. This is the time to worship and to honor God with your wealth. This is a time to let your testimony and your godly living come forth. This is a time to put in new stakes and place in new boundaries, make new declarations, declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And I want you to strongly come against the works of the assignments of evil, Come against the fiery darts of the enemy by raising up your shield of faith and fight with the shield of faith. And I want you to come to a place where you need to know that this is no longer making any room for my fears, neither for my poverty and neither for my mishaps and neither for my failures. But I'm going to enthrone that God be enthroned within my life and upon my heart. So allow me to share with you from the word of God for tonight in the few minutes that I have how you can lead within the business sector and how you can lead within your in the marketplace it's very important that if you can't lead yourself you can lead nobody and unless you know where you are going you cannot take somebody else there and it is so that uh, if we are going to lead we need to find our gps coordinates from the word of god because if you build on sand it will not last you must build upon the solid rock I know that only that which is built upon the rock and the word of God will ultimately stand the day when we do have a storm. And there are many things that I have learned in business. There are many principles that I've learned that has worked for me in business. And I want to share some of you uh, with you tonight. And also want to share some of the testimonies uh, of what God has done within my personal life. And uh, for tonight, let's start off with uh, the book of Proverbs chapter 12. And verse 11, and he says, he that tilleth his land, his land, his land, till the land, and, the, and you shall be satisfied with bread, meaning you till the land and God will make sure that you'll be satisfied with bread. But this is a very stern warning. This is an amber light warning. It says, but he that followeth after vain persons is void of understanding. And I want to check, ask you to just do an analysis, do an audit, do a check do a character check, do an evaluation check of the people that is close around you. Who's in your inner circle? Who's part of your three? Who's part of your 12? Who's part of the 70 within business, the ones that you send out to get business and do business? And I want you to do a character check. Is there any void persons within that clan? Because if you follow after void, void persons, vain persons, you will be void of understanding. And there's another translation that says, he that followeth, un, uh, followeth after vain persons will tend to poverty. And then the book of Matthew, chapter 20, verse 3. This really blew my mind for just a moment when I read it. It says, he went out, Jesus, about the third hour, and he saw others standing idle in the marketplace. I have seen through the years 
how especially church people find themselves in a wealthy place, but with their eyes closed. They seem to see an opportunity only when the opportunity has passed. They never seem to see the opportunity when the opportunity is presented. It's not that God doesn't open a door. It is the question, are you ready when the door opens? And then it is not that uh, 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 God is late. God is always on time. The promises of God will always be fulfilled. His word is, is yea and amen, and none of the word of God will be void or will return back void. But the challenge that I am asking is, why are you idle in the marketplace? The marketplace is an active place. Uh, I think it's, it, it, is, it is the book of Joshua that says, if you observe and do, you will have great success. And I want to ask you to open up your eyes just a little bit more. See by faith, not by your fears, and see by the Spirit of God. Amen. The contemporary English version translation says, he saw people standing in the marketplace, but they have got nothing to do. Uh, I am reminded of somebody that joined the ministry <coughs> years ago that was unemployed, and they decided, I'm just going to come and work. And the reason why I'm going to come and work, I'm going to give my best as if I'm being paid for it. I will not lower the bar uh, of standard. I will do and I will even exceed what is required from me, even though there was never an income promise. And he decided I will not be idle in the marketplace. And it is so, it's not strange that when Jesus went and called his disciples, he called the ones that were busy fixing their nets, not the ones that was idle. And you need to get busy in the marketplace, whether that busy is a menial task, whether that busy is small and insignificant. Uh, it's, it's when you are faithful in little things that God blesses, us, blesses you with greater things. It is when you are, give attention to detail to the things that are very small within your life that somehow in small obediences, it creates and it, 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 it manufactures great breakthroughs at the end of the day. And so... I, I remember way back sometime, I was still a young lad when uh, I took some accordion classes at the time and I was standing in front of the mirror with the accordion in my hand trying to sing some choruses and add some tape uh, uh, on, onto the accordion to mark out the various chords. And we had, and I just got a few of the choruses worked out and one of them uh, 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 is uh, With God All Things Are Possible. And... Uh, I really could not handle the accordion, but I was little in small things, little faithful in small things, faithful in little things. And we went to service that night. It was a tent meeting. My father was in the service. And then the announcer said, uh, we've got an accordion in front, and uh, but our musician did not turn up. So I don't know if there's anybody here that can play the accordion, if you'd come and help us out uh, to be the musician for tonight. My father said he was praying, I hope, Lord, that Jerome will not go forward. And by the time he opened up his eyes, I was right there ready because I knew I was faithful in little things back home in front of a mirror. And now my time has come for God to show me greater things. And from that night, I played the accordion in church for many, many years at East to follow. We cannot be idle. You cannot be lukewarm. You cannot sit on the fence. This is a time when the violent will take it by force. 
This is not a time for Christianity that is 50-50. This is a time for you to make bold decisions, bold declarations. Let your testimony be out there and let it be bold. This is the time to declare the Lordship of Jesus. Let the blessing of the Lord reside over your family and over the and all of, of all of your financial incomes. The book of Matthew chapter 11, verse 16. Now remember the first principle that we taught tonight was, be careful, don't follow vain persons. Don't follow after vain persons. The second principle that we taught tonight, do not be idle in the marketplace. There are opportunities. Don't be idle. Be active, involved, engage, be there, contribute, add value, develop yourself. Don't let a year go by without reading books, without submitting, without serving. Find a place to serve within church. Find a place to add value within church. Find a place that the gifting, whatever the measure of the gifting that God has given you, that you can take that gift and sow that gift. Sow the talent. Add value. But do not be idle. Be aggressive in what you want to do to achieve the purposes of God over your life. And then in the, the third principle I want to share with you tonight is found in Matthew chapter 11, verse 16. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in marketplaces who call out to other children. Now, not so long ago, we have had some Americans and they visited some places of poverty and they found some children playing in dust. And they were saddened by this occasion because the children were smiling, making jokes and laughter in dust. And they walked away from there and they said the following, these children are happy and content in their situation, living in abstract poverty, not knowing where the next meal comes from. And yet they have joy that overflow, not even knowing that they are in the heart of poverty. Well, I wanna say this to you, saints of God, isn't it sad that many, and then we find that children get blessed with toys and then the children get hooked up with toys. And then one child has got 10, 11 toys and the cousin comes to visit and they still have the gimme, gimme, gimme. I can't share it with you. And so what the Bible is saying in, in, in Matthew eleven sixteen, we cannot be children in the marketplace. The marketplace is a place uh, where you need to take your stand. You need to be equipped for it. You need to have the level of wisdom. Uh, you need to be there so that you may execute whatever the gifting God has given you within the marketplace and give answers. But there, there will be places. The other day I was sharing with a lady in a restaurant. Don't work here. Even if they don't pay you, find out all about the recipes. Find out how does business work. Find out about the color schemes. Find out about the seating. Find out about, about the clientele. Don't be children just playing around being a waiter. Don't limit yourself to be with a waiter's tag. But be an entrepreneur, be a businesswoman in the making. Know that this is your preparation ground. Know that five years as a waiter will prepare you and give you everything, you the knowledge that you need to be the best restauranteur that you could ever be. Don't be children playing in the marketplace. Know this is a place to, of opportunity. Know that God has placed you there for a reason and for a season, and that you need to learn everything within that season that you need to learn. And then I want to share with you also from uh, uh, how do we learn? Very important, how do we learn? I look back upon my life and 
the very first transaction went horribly wrong that I walked into business. And uh, I've trusted somebody that I've never met before. I've only met him for the very first time. He presented himself also to be Christian, so I dropped my guard. And uh, a half an hour conversation, I took on a project without asking anything more than simply just a telephone number. I had to, this was my first business initiative. This was my first business transaction. And uh, I went out, I, I had to sell a vehicle. I even had to sell the TV in my house to, to, to build up a little bit of capital and so that I could have some money for materials and for wages. Well, when the project was completed, this man was nowhere to be found. These phones was turned off and uh, it, uh, it, it's a long, sad story, but at the end of the day, I've learned from it. I managed to recoup 20% of my income, and with the 20% of my income, God helped me. There was enough, enough oxygen into it that I could see the next level. I was disappointed. I've asked God some reasons and questions why, how did this happen? I'm a sower. Uh, uh, isn't the devourer rebuked for my sake? Why is this happening within my business? Uh, uh, this has placed me almost in a... In, uh, in, in, uh, in, in a failure, in a place of failure. And uh, why did this happen? And somehow the Spirit of God challenged me and says to me, Jerome, there are some lessons I need to teach you at this level. And, uh, and whatever you have learned at this level, you will not repeat at a higher level when I expose you to millions within your life. And it is so at that time, it was a few thousand rands. Now I'm dealing with millions. And I cannot repeat the mistakes that I've made at the lower level, at this higher level, as it will be too costly. So I always encourage our young people, go and fail as quickly as you can. Go and make mistakes as quickly as you can. Because somehow we are failing forward, meaning though a righteous man falls seven times, God will still pick him up. It is so that we are much stronger after every mistake. It is so that we are stronger after every setback. It is so that when things does not go the way that we have planned it to go, that God still shows up with his faithfulness and God still shows himself strong. And so it is that uh, we learn in our mistakes. I've learned in my mistakes. My mistakes has made me wealthy. And I've always said it that uh, if you make small mistakes, you can learn small lessons. If you make bigger mistakes, you can learn bigger lessons. And uh, by many of the university degrees, which I do not have, the diplomas that I do not have, they are all hidden in my mistakes. And I make some sound decisions and wise decisions purely because of the mistakes that I've done in the past. We learn from our mistakes. I don't want you to go into a cave and lock the door and hide yourself because you made a miscalculation. I do not want you to get to a place of condemnation. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ. If you are going to leave, you'll have to dust off the ashes and stand up from the ashes and take off the garment of heaviness and put on a garment of praise. This is your time to arise. That that mistake has set you up for a greater breakthrough and a greater victory. So mistakes, it's helpful in the sense that you learn from it. You learn from it. And when you do get to higher levels, then you know how to conduct yourself. There are meetings that I go to that I, I do not speak a word. Because as long as I'm silent, they do not know the level of my intelligence. So I go there and I simply present myself. And, and, and just being there, I learn. Especially when I come into the meeting and there are more qualified, more seasoned businessmen. There are men that have accomplished more greater things than I have ever done in all my life. Then I simply sit there to learn from them. So we learn from our mistakes. 
I want to encourage you. This is not a time in Corona. If you've miscalculated before Corona, now you find yourself at risk with this and that and the other. You find it's yourself in a place where people are disappointing, people are walking out. Uh, the, you find yourself in an uncomfortable place, in a hard place. And, and your calculation is because you've made a mistake. Listen, let that mistake open up a bigger door because God has got some greater favor awaiting for you. And you will not walk with a limp. You will run and you will fly with eagles because you have learned from the mistakes that you have made. This is time for us to learn from the mistakes. And then secondly, we learn in a crisis. I wish I had more time to share with you tonight. Uh, we learn in a crisis. And then we also learn from success, how other people have succeeded. But make sure that we do not limit the definition of success to material gain. Because those that have only material gain has really gained nothing. And then we also learn from our failures. And then we also learn from those who made it and we also learn from those who have failed. I want to quickly introduce you to some biblical models of marketplace men that I believe has, uh, has left behind a solid testimony that we can learn from. When I read the scripture many, many, many years ago, about three decades ago for the very first time, Genesis 13, 2, Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. I mean, this guy was no broke, did not live in debt. I mean, this, uh, the, he, he, he's had it all, all, all put together. Abraham was very rich in cattle. Now, I read this at a time when I was fellowshipping at the church that believed you need to be poor to be holy. And I pursued poverty with a passion because I wanted to be holy. But when I read that Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold, da David, he died. I love this. David died satisfied with riches and with honor. Now Isaac, Genesis 26, 13 says, And the man became rich and he went forward and he grew until he became very, 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 very rich. Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 17, 5, he had great riches and honor. And we learned from Job, brother Job. I mean, his wife could handle the good times, but she could not handle the bad times so well. But Job 1 verse 2 says that, and seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Brother Job, his possessions were 7,000. The Bible says also that he was in the last portion of verse 3, that he was the greatest or the richest man in all of the East. God is about to do some amazing things within your life. Corona will not limit the church. Corona will not imprison the church, neither the believer. This is the time to arise and a time to overcome and a time to lead. We will sound the battle alarm. We will take territories that has never been taken before. And the Christian businessmen shall become powerful testimonies throughout the world. I want to conclude these sessions by uh, quickly sharing with you a beautiful testimony from... Uh, um, uh, Colonel Sanders. Now, Colonel Sanders, when Jesus came into my life, he said, I lost about 50% of my vocabulary. Now, listen to this. Colonel Sanders introduced an initiative whereby you could contribute as little as two rand when you buy a meal. And through that, 387 million rands 
in the fight against hunger over the last six years was contributed and partnering with 137 beneficiary organizations to feed more than 120,000 children with a nutritious meal across this nation. This is somebody with an initiative, pioneering and learning. I pray over you and over your business that God will grant you innovation. There will be some new things as to how we're going to fund the gospel. There will be some new ways as God will help you how to do business. There will be many streams of income that God will provide to you. I believe the scales will fall from your eyes. I believe that there's something supernatural that's going to happen. That the fears that has kept you in bondage and has kept you in imprisonment, that you will deal with those fears and you will come forth more than a conqueror and as an overcomer. My name is Jerome Liberty and I pray blessing over you. In the name of Jesus, I want you to lift up your hands at this time as we pray. I want to pray for every business that is facing bankruptcy. This is a turnaround. Every business that finds itself hemorrhaging or in an ICU ward situation, I pray for breakthrough. I pray for divine connections for every godly businessman. I pray for them that have sown into the kingdom of God, them that have been faithful tithers. I pray that the devourer will be rebuked on their behalf. I pray their fruit shall not fall before the time from the vine. I pray for divine provision, supernatural. I pray for angelic visitations. I pray that a visitation that comes from heaven with new ideas. I pray in the name of Jesus, the waters would be stirred again for the miraculous to take place. I pray that you will catch the fish with a gold coin on the inside. I pray that your bread baskets will never run empty. I pray that you will, you will have a harvest. And before that harvest is depleted, the next harvest will show up within your life. I pray that your preparation to shut doors will turn around into expansion and into increase and it, you will see a hundredfold before the 31st of December. In this year, you will see a hundredfold. I declare it over you and I release it over you right now in the name of Jesus. Well, it's been great being with you tonight. This is your time to make a decision and make Jesus Lord over your life. My dad came home one day and he said to me, Jerome, something miraculous has happened. At the factory today, I've received Jesus Christ as Lord. And by my dad making that decision, the curse was broken over the Liberty family. I don't know about you. You might be listening tonight and you've listened with the intent. Hopefully, I'm going to learn something new about business. But I want to share with you Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the King of Kings, the only one that can give you joy, that will be the answer to the questions that are unanswered in your life. And not only joy, he will give you peace that will pass all understanding. And he will give you eternal life because Jesus died so that you might live. This is the time for you to receive him as your Lord and as your Savior. God bless you, Clive. It's good to be with you tonight. And uh, what an honor to minister at CFC. Awesome. God bless you. Apostle Jerome, that was such a great message. Uh, won't you pray with those that have given their hearts today, Apostle Jerome, and then from there, I'll close off the service. So if you can pray for them, sir, that would be awesome. Good. I want you to pray with me for just a moment. This will be the most important prayer that you have ever prayed. This will be the prayer that will change everything. This will be the prayer, firstly, that will bring forth forgiveness of sin. This will be the prayer that will guarantee 
eternal life in Christ Jesus. Jesus says, those that comes unto me, I will in no way cast out. This is your time to receive me. Life begins in Jesus. Pray with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you tonight in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son. I am grateful that Jesus died in my place that I may live. Today, I surrender my life unconditionally to you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me by your blood. Cleanse me. Make me new. I desire to be new. Make me a new person. I receive you as my King. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Apostle Jerome, thank you so, so much. What a powerful message. I know that many have been encouraged by it. I was spe uh, specifically encouraged by you, encouraging us to fail forward. Um, you know, as, as young as we are, I think it's important that we uh, make as many mistakes while we're younger so that, just like you said, sometimes your degrees and your diplomas will be hidden uh, in those mistakes that you've made. So, Apostle Jerome, we want to say thank you so much. Do you have any closing thoughts uh, for the CFC JHB family? <laughs> I, there are a few things that will determine your income. Firstly, it's the level of your wisdom. Money does not stay with fools. Secondly, the level of your excellence. Slothfulness cannot produce great incomes. Your divine connections treasure the relationships that God has placed within your life. Your greatest asset within business is a good name. Don't mess it up. And your greatest investment is the seed in the kingdom of God. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 